Hi, you've clicked Make It Known with Mal. I'm your host, Mal. I'm a 20-something-year-old girl who is working on walking in her purpose. The Make It Known with Mal podcast purpose is for myself and all of my listeners to learn and grow. This season is all about lessons I'm learning in my 20s. I'm going to be talking about things such as money management to the new uptake of this new age worldview, all the way to how do we develop our own political ideology. I'm having real and honest conversations with a variety of people. I believe everyone has a unique message, so just keep listening here as I make it known. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Make It Known with Mal. I'm your host, Mal. And today we have another really great episode. Um, I'm sticking along the lines of pro-life right now. Um, It's a super important topic to me, and I just, I care about it, and I want you guys to have more information. Anyway, um, today's guest is Felipe. He is the um, president of Teen Pro-Lifers, and um, he is a pro-life leader. So he's just going to talk a little bit about um, what that is, and we're just going to discuss a little bit more things about that, about voting, and all that jazz. So without further ado, Felipe, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, hi. Um, hi, Mallory. I hope you're doing great. But yeah, my name is Felipe. I am uh, in a lot of places in the realm of pro-life activism. I'm the president of Team Pro-Lifers, like Mallory, um, like Mal mentioned, and I'm also the Nevada public policy captain for a nonprofit called Students for Life Action. So I'm here and there, but um, a lot of my work focuses on um, grassroots efforts and political action. So it's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, and really quick, how old are you? Can you tell everybody? Yeah, so right now I am 16 and I will be 17 in a few months. That's really exciting in the sense that um, he's Gen Z and he's young and he's actually um, wants to make a difference. And, you know, I'll just touch that really quick. I think uh, a lot of my audience, a lot of you guys are not 16, but I do think it, A, gives hope for the future and B, it just shows that, a lot of people in this movement, a lot of people who care are just, there's a wide range of us. And um, so, yeah, I just, I really want to point that out. because I think that's pretty awesome. So can you just tell us about what uh, Teen Pro-Lifers is and like your heart behind? Absolutely. Sure. So Teen Pro-Lifers is a student-led group. It's run by students um, for other students. So we have our, the way our organization is structured is we try to find um, students that have unique talents. Um, For example, we have a blog team, a graphic design team, a TikTok team. We usually have people apply and then from there we can ask them, hey, what are you good at? What, how, what? What um, trait do you have that could um, most effectively help the pro-life movement? So that's what Team Pro-Lifers is all about. It's about using your most powerful skill set to help further the pro-life message and the cause. Absolutely love that. And I love that you guys have a TikTok. That's really good. Um, you know, we don't know the the state of TikTok yeah. by the time this is out. But right. I, I love that. I love that you guys are um, involved in like, where the people are. And I think that a lot of times um, pro-life movement, uh, conservatives, just in general, everybody, uh, sometimes people can be behind the times and that's not how you reach people. You have to reach people where they are. Absolutely. Teens are on TikTok. So that's a great way to reach people. Wow. That's really cool. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. 
And I also really like um, how you guys use different people's skills. And that's something that I've talked about with some of my other guests that it really doesn't matter what your, I mean, yeah, it basically doesn't matter like what your talent is, but you still have a purpose. You can still do so many different things. Definitely. And, and awesome. yeah, and that's what I think is great about um, Team for Lifers and, and other organizations like Students for Life. Um, the fact that we cater towards the younger generation because they, we are the future of the pro-life movement. Um, and obviously, we need to make sure that the, fu- the future of this movement is in good hands. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, so my next question is, you said you do work with um, Students for Life Action. Can you talk a little bit about that? That's sure. organization I love. Yeah, sure. So um, I'm the Nevada Public Policy Captain, and basically what that means is I work um, around any public policy efforts in the state of Nevada. So, for example, we organize lobby days as well as um, uh, phone call banking here in Nevada. Um, But currently, every single state captain for Students for Life Action has a captain project. And what this is, is basically the captain chooses something, uh, one goal that they want to accomplish in one year. And my goal this year um, is to close down a dangerous late-term abortion facility here in Las Vegas. Um, So yeah, it's very exciting. Um, It's a great opportunity to be um, connecting with other pro-life leaders um, in many different states. And I think it's great that um, we're able to connect and work for the same um, common cause. Yeah, I love it. It's a great organization, everybody. Um, it's really great. So really quick on what you just said. So you guys are working to get a um, abortion clinic shut down. Can you tell me like what goes into working to do that? And like, yeah. Absolutely. Sure. So it's a lot of research. I'm not going to lie. It's a really long process. And actually, the first the first phase in closing down a a facility like this one is always performing research. Um, You know, you can find public records of inspections online. So that was the first step that I did. I um, took the time to research um, and and look into the, the deficiencies and the inspections that the facility has had. And it was actually particularly interesting because that that specific facility has a really long history of deficiencies. Um, just last December, their their last deficiency or last inspection, the inspector actually found that they failed to maintain um, professional health standards by um, one uh, securing medication, two following up with women twenty four to forty eight hours in advance. And also um, making sure that they're cleaning their instruments. They don't clean their instruments, oh, which wow. is insane. Exactly. So, um, you know, we're, we're doing the best that we can. Uh, it's going to take, a, you know, a lot of people in a grassroots if, effort in Las Vegas to close them down. But I, I think it's possible. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's really concerning. <laughs> it is. But that's, um, that's awesome, though, that you're doing that and that you... Um, are taking the time to do that because that does sound like a lot of work. And I don't know too many people that would want to dedicate time to do that. You know what I mean? Right. That's awesome. Okay. So the next question, um, you also with uh, team pro-lifers, you guys also watched and reviewed the movie um, Unpregnant that was on HBO. Can you talk a little bit about that? Why um, talk about the movie really quick, maybe give like a quick Mm -hmm. review and then I can leave a link possibly or something to the original review and then talk about like why we don't need something like that on television. 
Yeah, perfect. So um, for those of your listeners, um, the movie I'm Pregnant is an HBO Max original movie. It's basically a movie about two teenage um, best friends. They're they're like high school seniors. They're 17. Um, the problem is one of the girls finds out she's pregnant and she lives in a state where um, two, uh, or sorry, where parental consent exists for abortion. So she can't obtain an abortion without telling her parents. And the problem is her parents are Catholic. Um, and the, and she calls, um, her parents in the movie, uh, religious freaks. So, um, yeah, the, yeah, very, you know, degrading words. And, and I think it's particularly, uh, odd that HBO Max would take the time to create a movie that would specifically um, cater and target the teen demographic. And I just thought that was interesting. They're not, you know, the movie is PG 13. They're not targeting adults. They're targeting teens. They want to make abortion seem like something normal and something, you know, yeah. comedic. So, and, and, and I think, um, the, the point that I made when we were running that campaign was that whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, you should be against this movie. This movie is desensitizing abortion. Both sides agree that abortion is a difficult choice. So the fact that HBO Max would take their time um, you know, to make such a movie is unacceptable. And we actually did start a petition to um, um, request that HBO Max remove the movie from their streaming platform. And uh, as of yesterday, I think we're almost at 9,000 signatures. And it's been shared by oh, Autumn Lindsay and Students for Life. Wow, that's really good. And I can also leave the link um, in the description, too, for people who might want to sign that as well. Wow, that's really good. But, man, um, you have a very good point, the targeting teens. I think that that's very strategic, and I think it could be – I kind of have a conspiracy mind, so this could just be me thinking out there. But I feel like it could be almost like a test to see how far can we go. And honestly, I haven't really heard too many people talking about it. Like, I, I oh, saw yeah. you shared it. I saw, like, different pro-life people shared it, but I hadn't really seen, or, like, honestly, not even, like, major pro-life people. I, I saw, like, people, like, young millennial Gen Z people sharing it, but I didn't really see, like, big, big pro-life people sharing it, and I really didn't see non-pro-life people sharing it either. So I think that um, it's kind of like a test to see, like, how far can we push this? Like Absolutely. Yeah. So. And I, yeah, and I, I totally agree with you. I think that HBO Max. Uh, I don't know if they were working with the abortion industry to, just to see, um, you know, how many teens they can convince to change their mindset. And honestly, the what what I also said before was that if I were in pro life and I were a teenager watching this movie, I would think it would be funny, right? I would say, hey, well, maybe you know, abortion should be legal. So I think that you know, HBO Max is you know treading on dangerous water. They're they're um, encouraging teenagers to go around their parents. Uh, if, if they are pregnant yeah and I mean that's and that's a really big thing too because it's a, a real life procedure that people have died and it's not um it's not okay like for you know I'm against abortion 110 percent but the very least at least have people's parents be made aware you know like people have died people have um accidents have happened parents should know well, yeah and I, I i completely agree with you and i think that you know it, it just wasn't a movie about two teenagers getting an abortion right they didn't make it seem like something sad they made it seem like something um fun exciting it was like a road trip oh yeah we're gonna go to another state um to kill a baby how fun is that oh wow okay that's a good point too 
Okay, so what it was very happy, almost like um, just like a fun road trip, girls trip type movie. Absolutely, yeah, and 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 there was actually a particular scene I would say like um halfway or towards the end of the movie, where um basically they're at like a a fair. Um, or a carnival, and then this like Christian couple asked them if they needed a ride. So they agreed to get a ride, and then the girls, um, you know, they're taken to their house. And then, long story short, um, they end up finding out that they're actually pro-life Christians. And the way that it, you know, they find out is this girl goes, um, like one of the friends goes to the closet. She opens the door, and you can—I mean, you can hear the scary music. It's like they—they make it seem like Annabelle. So they open the, she opens the door, and oh my gosh, there's like ten pro-life signs, and then she just starts screaming, and oh my god, you know, they just—they, I—I just think it's—it's it's hilarious the way that they depict us as like insane religious people, and like that's not the case at all. No, it's not, and I absolutely hate that. I was watching this other show. Um, called the bold type and it's you you probably have it it's super girly and it's it's kind of mature it's it's not age appropriate <laughs> um and um but it's basically about these girls they just graduated college they got a job at a magazine they live in new york and they're living life or whatever and one of the girls ends up running for office and then um they're talking about like skeletons in her closet and she actually ended up having she had an abortion like i think when she was in high school and she was talking about, yeah, and I went and I found this place. And at first I thought it was like um, a place that was going to help me get the abortion. But it was these like really mean Christians that made me feel terrible. And they made all these promises and da 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 She was talking about like, a pregnancy resource center. And I hated, like, when I saw that, I like stopped watching the show. I was right. so mad because you know, people, that's a terrible depiction. That's not the truth at all. But a lot of people don't even know pregnancy resources exist. So they're watching the show. And now that's in their mind that pregnancy resource centers are, there's a bunch of mean, evil Christians and they're like really deceptive and um, all this stuff. But yeah. that's just not the case. And yeah. you know, when you have that stuff on TV, sorry, go ahead. No. Yeah. And I absolutely think, um, I think that, that the, I guess the goal that, you know, a lot of media production companies are trying to hit is they're trying to make a political statement, but they're trying to make it seem, they're trying to disguise it to seem comedic. And obviously, um, I, I like that you brought that up now that, you know, they made it seem like birth, uh, sorry, uh, uh, CPCs are, um, you know, something that's like really awful when that's not the case. And obviously, you know, media knows that they're not going to take the time to Google them. So, right. you know, now they, they're instilling in, in the viewers that they, you know, uh, crisis pregnancy centers are, you know, these evil Christian places that, you know, just don't want you to get an abortion. Um, and obviously that's not the case. You, they're, they're, they're there to assist women. Yeah. And if you don't know, if you're listening, you're like, oh, I don't really know what they are. They're, there and almost all of them well i know all of them offer services for free but some of them not all of them yet because it is expensive and they don't receive money from the government like other organizations anyway um some of them even can offer you free ultrasounds they offer classes they offer also post-abortive classes which um planned parenthood would not do for you um and they they're amazing there's amazing women and men that work there that really do care about the mother and the child, um, which is something you won't get at another type of organization. 
So yeah, okay. Um, two more questions, and then we'll wrap it up. So uh, my next question is really just about voting. Um, we, uh, Justice Ginsburg has just died, and that leaves us um an empty seat in the yes. Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a big, big election. I know that um, there's a lot of people who are on the fence even about voting because they're not very happy with our choices. Um, and I hear people when they say that, like, I don't think that's an invalid statement. Um, but we'll never get someone that we 110% agree with every single thing they say. That's impossible. Um, but, you know, we we need to vote. Um, and I guess maybe just, can you talk a little bit about like voting, like why you should vote for life first and things like that? Yeah. So I, I really like the points that you made now. They're, they're excellent. I think that, you know, every year we, or every four years we say, this is the most important election of our lifetime, but this time it is, it really is. Yeah, You know, we, we've been fighting for nearly 50 years since Roe v. Wade. And we finally have the opening to have a six to three pro-life majority on the Supreme Court. This is groundbreaking. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. We, I know, I know a lot of people out there who are pro-life just don't want to vote. Um, and, and it could be for, uh, you know, a wide variety of reasons, including, you know, I, they just don't like the president. I understand that. And, and to them, I say this. Um, you know, we're probably never, ever going to have another opportunity like the one that we have now. This is an opening and we should take that opening. So I think that here's what's going to happen. And I mean, it's a scary reality. If Joe Biden wins this election, you know, we're going to Kamala Harris is but is going to take over. She has um, she's an extreme uh, a pro-abortion activist who's prosecuted uh, David Delighton. If you guys aren't familiar with him, David Delighton um, was a undercover journalist who actually in, uh, exposed Planned Parenthood for selling fetal body parts. What did Kamala Harris do? She prosecuted him. And, you know, they admitted it was true, but they said, hey, well, you can't record. Um, but yeah, anyways, I, I think that, you know, you know, it's really important for you to vote. You have to vote this year. Um, you know, if you can't vote, if you're like me, who's 16, you need to help us make calls and encourage voters to vote pro-lifers because without the right to life, you just don't have any other rights. If you can't be born, what else, what other right are you going to have? So again, it's very important for you guys to vote. And if you can help, um, make calls and get in contact with students for life action. Yeah, 110%. And I like what you said, um, even the people who cannot vote, if you're too young to vote, um, there's things that you can do. There are things that you can do. Um, in my other podcast that I have with my friend, we talk a little bit about voting. Like, if you have to go and vote, and um, if you have to go and say, you know what, I don't like really who's running, but I really care about who's on the Supreme Court, then go and do that. Let that be your motivation. But we really need you to get out there and we really, really need you to go out and vote. We need your vote. And then, yeah. Um, oh, oh, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. You go but, ahead. <laughs> I was going to say, can you talk about uh, what would happen um, in a post-row world? Sure. So I, I think I love talking about this because, you know, the, the pro-choice movement makes it seem like a scary boogeyman. Like, oh my gosh, if... If Roe v. Wade isn't a thing, we're going to live in like a, I, I guess you could say like a scary, 
um, world where, you know, the patriarchy is ruling. And that's not the case at all. And, and if you guys aren't familiar, familiar with, um, Kristen Hawkins, uh, I would recommend that you guys check out her videos, um, talking about, um, what a post real world world would look like. And actually there was just, um, recently a few weeks ago, uh, students for life action partnered with a bunch of different large pro-life organizations to put out a pro, a post row blueprint. And, you know, I, I just think it's, it's funny. The, the, the pro-choice movement makes it seem scary, but that's not the case at all. And I can read a part of the, the blueprint and it says, first, the first step is to reverse Roe v. Wade and Doe v. Bolton. Second is to curtail the expansion of the abortion industry. The third step is to promote adoption and foster care reform. And then the fourth step is support pregnant and parenting women on campuses like we are right now. Fifth step is encourage family-friendly, work-friendly employment. And the sixth and final step is to defund Planned Parenthood in the abortion industry. So I think that, you know, nothing would change. And, and I know I didn't mention this, but for those of you guys that aren't familiar with federally qualified health centers, they're, they're similar to Planned Parenthood. The only difference, they don't do abortions. And, you know, they, there, there's so many, they, they're, I would say they're at least five times as many as, uh, Planned Parenthood facilities. Only difference, they don't do abortions. So the fact that people are saying we need Planned Parenthood, we need this because without it, you know, what are women going to do? But that's not the case at all. There's so many resources out there for women. And I don't think that, you know, Roe v. Wade, wouldn't, the only thing that would change is that we would be saving even more lives. Yeah, yeah. And um, also, too, well, first of all, I love that they got together and, like, sat down and made an actual plan. I think that's really important um, because I don't think people, like you said, there's not a lot of information about what happens if, or, like, yeah, what actually happens if we do overturn um, Roe. So I love that they make the plan. And then another thing, um, I love the uh, the talking about like adoption, talking about like actual practical issues and things like that and doing that even before they defund Planned Parenthood, which 100% should be done. But I do like there's other things to be done because that's not the only way to fix our culture. You know, defending Planned Parenthood is important totally should do it. But there are other things we need to be doing also. So I love that. I love the whole plan. That's so great. Okay. Yeah, so, definitely. Very last question. Is your make it known statement? And if the entire world was listening to you right now, what would you tell them? I would tell everyone that, you know, we're, we're in a critical point in our lifetime. We are the writers of history. We are history makers. So I think that um, everyone that's listening and, uh, you know, if the whole world was listening, I would say vote pro-life first because we're not going to get another chance like this. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We cannot waste it. Regardless of your political um, affiliations or, you know, if you are pro-life, you have got to vote for a pro-life candidate. You cannot, in good conscience, vote for someone who will support abortion up until birth. We will not get another opportunity like this. And like I said, we are the history makers. We have the pen and we're writing in the textbook what's going on. So, you know, be a history maker. Make abortion illegal in our lifetime. Love it. Thank you so much. That was good. That was good. 
Um, so yeah, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I will leave, um, the links that I said I would leave <laughs> in the description box and Felipe, thank you so much for coming on. This was thank great. So I much. really appreciate it. And thank you so much for all that you do. Um, even at your young age, like that's, I'm, that's so awesome. All right. Thank everybody. you so much now. Thank you guys. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to make it known with Mal. I hope you enjoyed and learned something new. Make It Known with Mal is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio. So if this was a beneficial episode for you, wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. If you take a picture listening, make sure you tag Make It Known with Mal on Instagram, and I'll repost it. I'm currently accepting applications for sponsors. Also, if you're receiving value from this podcast, please consider becoming a Patreon for as low as $3 a month. Find out more on my website, www.makeitknownwithmal.com. You can also find merch and a list of all the freebies that are available. Thanks again for listening and have a good rest of your day. Also, ask yourself if the whole world was listening, what would you say? Don't forget to make it known.